Welcome to the Pregnancy Loss Podcast, the place I created for moms like us. Pregnancy loss is all-encompassing and creates an overarching theme that runs through our lives forever. We have to learn to live with and beside the grief of losing our baby. We have to learn how to live again, how to parent again, how to engage and interact and be social again, how to communicate effectively to connect with our spouses and significant others. We have to find who we are now. I'm here to empower and inspire you to live a life even with our unique circumstances. We cannot change what happened, but we can grow and use that strength and resilience to create a life that we love. I'm here to share everything I know about grief, motherhood, loss, marriage, friendship, and parenting. I'm here to encourage you to find the beautiful side of grief, the side where we don't have to isolate ourselves or suppress the need to share stories, the side where you have moms just like you to support and encourage you. The side where we become the best versions of ourselves, not in spite of our loss, but thanks to it. Pregnancy loss is devastating, but it can also be an opportunity to reflect on who we were and who we want to become. So join me every Tuesday for a new episode on the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. Let's jump in. Hey loves, welcome back to the Pregnancy Loss and Motherhood Podcast. I'm Valen, your host. Um, for those of you who have been listening to my podcast for the last year, you know, I've just done like audio on the podcast. Well, now I'm doing video, so I'm going to throw it up on YouTube. Um, hopefully get more, get the podcast in the hands of more moms who need the message. Um, but let's jump in. So today we're going to talk about stillbirth and miscarriage, and, but the title is the act of giving birth to death five truths that may seem morbid. Um, again, if you know me, I believe, and I use this platform so that moms who lose babies have a voice, have somewhere to go when they need to know that somebody else has been through what they have been through and that they've had, they have the feelings that they've had and normalizing the experience. Um, one of the things that I am strongly advocating for um, and that I have in the past year, because before I believed in trigger warnings, but now that I am into this work and I'm a pregnancy loss educator and I work with moms who lose babies and I advocate for them, trigger warnings have no place in pregnancy loss. I will never again use trigger warnings in regards to pregnancy loss. Um, they all they do is perpetuate the shame, the guilt, and the isolation that we already feel. We're saying, oh, hi, um, I really need somebody to talk to, but is it okay? Um, trigger warning, like, is this okay? This is, I want to talk about my baby. I want to, you know, share my experience. I'm so lonely. I'm so scared. And I feel so much shame. And I just, I need, you know, I need a community. I need a connection, but I need to ask permission first. Or I need to make everybody, make sure everybody is comfortable. No, absolutely not. So if you're here and you're new here, I just want you to know that ahead of time, I, I try to be 100% transparent. <clears throat> so I'll jump off my soapbox now, but I just, I wanted to let you know for those who are new here, that is who I am and that is what I do. Um... So when Evelyn died, um, 
Also, for those who don't know, I had a 40-week, five-day stillbirth. My daughter, Evelyn, she was my third daughter um, in 2019. Um, I am about four and a half years into that loss. I can't even believe it's going to be five years um, this year, guys. I just, it doesn't feel that way. But um, right after I gave birth to her, I kept having these thoughts and the word morbid kept coming up. I had never experienced death before other than my dog, which don't ever associate the loss of your animal with somebody's baby, please. Um, but I'm just saying that that's the only experience that I really had. Um, so I'm holding her right in my thought, in my head. I'm just like, okay, I'm holding her. She's dead. Is this morbid? It doesn't feel right. Like how long do I do this for? What's appropriate? Um, what will people think if I set her down in her bassinet? Um, I, I can imagine this conversation can be hard for some people if you're newer in your loss. Um, but I think it is so important. Because these are the conversations that we're not having. <clears throat> you know, when we're talking about holding our dead babies. Because nobody wants to think about that. But we do. And the really hard part about this is that you're having all these thoughts and feelings just going at us in our inner minds while we're trying to make memories and love and parent our babies at the same time. Um, so the entire time I'm holding Evelyn, I keep thinking like, God, this is morbid. This is this and that. And all reality, I, I, I wasn't able to, you know, think straight and just be like, this isn't right. You shouldn't be holding a dead baby. You should hold it, be holding your living baby. Like Evelyn was literally alive less than 24 hours before I gave birth to her. In what fucking world is that fair? So of course there's no rational thoughts. There's no, you know, reality thinking, like nothing going on there. Um, so again, along with a million other conflicting emotions, trying to make memories and loving our babies, it just, it doesn't feel right. And what do I mean is this experience of losing a baby, it has fucked up the entire natural order of things in our life. I've probably prepared myself a million times for my parents dying because they're older. You know, my grandparents, my parents, um, anybody older than me, you know, you, you kind of, I feel like throughout life, you're just like, Oh, they'll die one day. They'll die one day, you know, but we don't ever prepare ourselves for a child dying because it's not supposed to happen. It's not the natural order of things. Babies are not supposed to die. Um, and then having your baby die inside of you when you are supposed to be this protective, you know, be the like safest place for your baby. So then you start thinking about all the things you did wrong and trying to find the reason why it was your fault that your baby died. Um, it's just a whole another level of mental um, shit that is a part of this pregnancy loss. There's literally no way to explain it. I'm trying the best that I can. Um, so number one, 
most of us will hold our booties for hours and even days in the best circumstances. Again, these are five morbid truths with pregnancy loss. So that's number one. Um, I got to hold Evelyn for eight hours. I did not have a cuddle cot. Um, they did not have one in the hospital, which is crazy to me. This is Everett, Washington, you know, the West Coast where, you know, they they have some of the best, you know, maternal practices and things like that. But they didn't have a cuddle cot. Um, and I elected to leave. I had to stay six or eight hours after I gave birth. I gave birth through around 10 a.m. in the morning. And I left 6 p.m. that day. Um, my husband was on a seven-month deployment. He was in the Navy, and he wasn't there at the time. It was me and my doula navigating everything. Um, I just I could not stay. Mentally, I just couldn't do it. Um, but... Again, best circumstances, some people get so much more time than that, and it's amazing. There's also moms, though, who get way less than that. Um, Excuse me, I'm yawning again because I'm processing all this trauma, but depending on um, how far along you were, um, how old the baby is, there's a lot of circumstances around how long you get to hold your baby. Um, I'm sure there are places that give you a lot of time. Um, but again, it is it is most of the time your choice. You get to choose. Um, I wish I could have held her longer. I wish I would have stayed in the hospital longer. Uh, those are just some of my regrets. Uh, number two, we are, um, we or our nurses or our family members, you know, our mom or dad or our husband will give our babies a bath. Um, if needed, I'm sure Evelyn was covered in poop, of course, meconium. And so she definitely needed one because I was getting her photos done. And at the time I couldn't do it. And that again is, that is another one of my biggest regrets in my life is not bathing my daughter. Um, because after she was born, you know, they, they wrapped her and gave her to me and I held her like that for half the time, maybe about a few hours. And then she got her bath, but I should have been, I should have bathed her. I should have lifted her body and her fingers and her toes more and just memorized her more. I, but it's one of those things where you don't know what to do. You don't, you know, it's crazy, uh, the societal pressures that we put on ourselves that we have ingrained in us, um, you know, like, okay, what's right here? What, how long should I be doing this for? That's like appropriate and proper. Like what would people think if they knew I held her for eight hours? Like, isn't that weird or it's crazy guys. Um, number three. We will take pictures and videos of us and everyone else holding them and kissing them and creating memories. And the thing to remember is that this is the only time in our life we will ever be able to see this baby again. It is the last time we will see our babies in their physical human form ever again. And after that, we have to say goodbye. 
So, and this is, this is one of those things that I really try to encourage my families to do because again, we're not in our right state of mind. And some of us in the beginning are like, nope, no pictures. I don't want videos. I don't want to remember this. I, I don't want to see this. And what I can tell you is that I've heard nothing but regrets from not doing it. So, but, you know, taking pictures of a dead baby, that might bring up a lot of things for us. Because, again, in society, like, this is not normal. We don't see this happening anywhere. Nobody talks about this. But it, it's there. Um, I have... I have my journal, but I mean, these are the only pictures, <clears throat> you know, like this is all I have left of my baby besides her ashes in her urn. But these memories are all I have of her. The only, the only physical way that I can look at her in her human form again. Um, and, and that can be looked at as morbid, right? It's so crazy that in our, in our world, okay, we're human beings. We live and we die. Like that is our journey from beginning to end. And it would probably be more normal, you know, less morbid if it, I, if it was an adult, I don't know, but this is not morbid. This is love, but I'm doing this from an outsider perspective, right? So <clears throat> number four, um, we have to watch our babies slowly decompose and, you know, fade away, I guess. And this is probably the hardest part. Um, again, depending how far along you have a loss, how long ago your baby actually died in the womb, if there's any health or genetic issues or anomalies, like, <clears throat> will all depend on what your baby looks like, um, how long you have with your baby, if you have the tools like a cuddle cot to sustain their bodies, um, to slow down the decomposition. Um, there's so many things that go along with it. And the one thing that you notice, especially with stillborn babies, is their lips, their lips get so dark, this, this deep red color. It literally, it looks like lipstick. And in the black and white photos or the sepia, sepia colored photos, like, it looks kind of off, but in person, it just... It's one of those things that didn't bother me. Um, but she was perfect. Like I said, I, like for me, my daughter, she had died literally the morning before I gave birth. Yeah. Um, so her body was fine. She was perfect. Um, perfect six pound baby. And, um, just, just seeing my baby still, you know, because I've had, I've had two other girls 
before Evelyn. So I knew what birth was, but I also didn't know anybody who had a baby that died. So I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just one of these experiences that terrible to have, but I wouldn't give up my story and my memory of my daughter for anything. And number five, the last morbid truth um, of giving birth to death. Um, we have to deal with the fact that our babies will be taken away forever. Um, and not just forever. We have to think about the fact that they have to get an autopsy if we elect to, testing if we elect to, or if we decide to donate their bodies to science or, you know, if their organs are able to be given to other babies, we have to think about the fact that our baby's going to be taken to the funeral parlor, taken to be cremated. Like, these are our babies. They were living babies. And this is the hardest part for me is that the moment we have to say goodbye is a moment we will never see them again in their human bodies. And there is no rationality around this. Um, but we worry. It was so conflicting for me because I, I, I knew she was dead. I knew her soul was gone. But I was so worried about her. I worried about her being in pain. I worried about her thinking like, where's my mom and dad and being scared that we weren't there. Um, I was worried that she wouldn't, she, she wouldn't, that I was worried that she thought that we didn't love her because I had to let her go. I am, I was so worried about her being alone and cold in the funeral parlor that I left, I left her clothes on so that she would be less cold. And of course, that's something I wish I didn't do because I wish I had those things that she was in. And I do have an outfit that she was in, but maybe then again, I don't regret it. But we worry whether or not they will be treated with love and respect by every single person who handles their sweet, delicate little bodies. Again, these are our babies and the feelings and the thoughts that we have, especially the day that they die, the day that we give birth. Guys, there's no way to encompass it all. There are so many facets and nuances in pregnancy loss that unless you've experienced it, you won't really get it. But that is the point of me trying to educate and teach doulas and postpartum doulas how to support these families and these moms. So again, I really wanted to talk about this day because I was like, you know what? I have not heard anybody talk about this. Oh my God. Trauma processing here. I'm just yawning like a crazy person. Um, but I, if you are listening and you've lost a baby and you've gone through this, I feel for you. And I'm so sorry that you experienced this. I'm sorry that you're here listening to this. 
but I hope, I hope, I hope that you get relief from these episodes and realize that these conflicting emotions and the, the, the morbid thoughts and the mortality thoughts and all these things that you're feeling are so normal, especially because you're grieving the death of your baby, your child. And there's nothing wrong with having these feelings. There's, there's nothing wrong with worrying what other people think because that's who we, we're humans. There's nothing wrong with you feeling that it's morbid and you shouldn't be doing it. That's normal. You've never been through this experience before. Of course it doesn't feel right. Of course, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a messy, messy, tragic experience. And I'm here for you. Um, you can join the Facebook group that I have. Um, the, yeah, Flourish. I'll put it in the uh, show notes or the description of the podcast. Um, remember that I have a coloring book and um, a journal up on Amazon if you need like a, a creative outlet to get your feelings out. Um, I have my in-person and virtual support group starting in February. If you're interested in that, I will put a link in the description as well for you to like sign up and I can let you know when they are. Um, I love you guys. I love you so much. I am here for you always. You can always Facebook me, message me on Facebook. You can send me an email. All my information again is in the description box. So I hope you guys have a beautiful week and I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I created a guide on 20 ways to celebrate your angel baby. It gives you 20 amazing ways to celebrate their birthdays or ways to just remember them on any given day. If you want to download it, head over to valenweb.com resources and click the link. I hope you guys have a great week. See you next time.